Exploring the Word of God together allows us to share in the joy that comes from discovering the words of hope and salvation which overflow from our Bibles. Upper Room Media presents to you this educational, enlightening and entertaining Bible study. Prepare to be transformed. So Psalm 1, we said it's one of the Psalms that we call them a Psalm of Wisdom. Okay? And actually, it's very similar to Proverbs. Like if you open Proverbs chapter 2, verse 12, it says, To deliver you from the way of the evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil, and delight in the perversity of the wicked. I want to tell you guys something. When you pray a psalm of wisdom, it's almost as if you are not praying, but more you're listening to what the Spirit is telling you. You're more like listening to what the Spirit is telling you. Okay? And the first word of the psalm says, blessed. By the way, the word blessed is only offered to God. God is the only one that can be blessed. But our Lord said, you also can be blessed when you reflect my image. So the book of Psalms starts by blessed. And by the way, any new beginning starts by the word blessed. When God created Adam and Eve, he blessed them. When our Lord started the Sermon on the Mountain, was blessed is the book of Psalms, blessed. As it's almost the first verse is an invitation for you to read the whole book. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm going to tell you today about a way of life that you should follow. And as I am reading, the, as I'm praying the psalm, I should examine my heart to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is giving us two options. There is a path of righteous, a path of wickedness. There is no gray area. There is no gray area. And he's saying life is a journey. He's using a metaphor to talk about a, the journey. So let's look at the first verse. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. St. Gregory of Nessa said, A blessedness that is none other than the participation of the true being. Origen said, The believer is blessed in knowledge. What is this saying? If I ask you, what does the word blessed mean? Okay, sometimes people say, I'm blessed to have a big house, I'm blessed to have a great family, I'm blessed to have a job. Blessed can mean so many things to so many people. But the fathers of the church said, to be blessed truly is to actually be participating with God, knowing God, reflecting His image. That's what he's saying. So blessed is the man who can reflect the image of God. But be careful. He said, Blessed is the man who walks on the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sun, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. What is the Bible saying? He's saying, look, before you do anything, before you read your Bible, before you meditate on the word of God day and night, you must stop all the sinful path you're following. A lot of time people are trying to do both at the same time. I read the Bible, but I still listen to bad music. I still hang out with the wrong friends. I still do all these things. 
it's not going to work. The Bible is not going to be as effective. The Word of God is not going to transform you. That's what the instruction of the Holy Spirit is telling me. It reminds me every morning. Blessed is the man who does not walk in this evil path. And does not walk in the evil path. It says here what? The counsel of the ungodly. It means the way of thinking. Whatever people you hang out with, they shape who you are. And the friends you around yourself with affect the way you process things. They always tell you, at least in the worldly sense, if you want to be the best, you hang out with the best. If you want to be a great scientist, you should hang out with the greatest scientist. So I have to be careful who are the counsel that I follow. If I have a problem, who's the first person that I go to? Usually there are three levels that the scripture is talking about. A counsel means like you are in trouble and you're in need and you're accepting somebody's sacrifice. You're almost uh, somebody's advice. You're almost asking out of need. The second thing is the one beside, uh, beside, beside the counsel, the one who what stands in the path of the sinner. Somebody who's just kind of curious, watching, bored, turns on TV, turns on games, bored. And the last phase is when you sit with them. You adopt their behavior. This is the most dangerous way. So he's saying, watch from just even when you're in need. Do not seek guidance from anybody wrong. That's why his only spoke Shunda used to say, fastest decisions are not always the best decisions. And the second thing is, when I'm bored, when I'm curious, I must have a plan rather than allowing myself to be open to whatever comes to me. That's what happens a lot when people go on social media. They are bored, they have no plan, and whatever the devil brings at them, that's what they're going to take. And then in verse 2 he says, But he delights in the law of the Lord, and his law meditates day and night. St. Jerome said the word delight is always connected to a new birth. He said the parents delights in their child means a new life a new beginning so here the person is delighting in the law of the Lord as it's almost he, he begotten a new child he's going to care for the child he's going to raise the child he's going to pay attention for the child his whole attention will be on that child which called the law of God that's why it's important for us when we when we uh, live our life to see what commandments of the Lord are we following? What commandments of the Lord are in our minds? Because I must be meditating on the law of the Lord day and night. Day and night. Look at verse 3. It says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its seasons whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So he's saying that this person who is following God shall be like a tree. St. Jerome said, it almost he shall be like the tree of life and wisdom, which is to, sh to say he or she shall be like Christ. We always talk about Jesus becoming the tree of life. So what the psalm saying is giving us a promise. If I stay away from the path of sins, the counsel of sinners, 
and I start delight myself in the word of God, I will become Christ-like. St. John Clement said that the fruits can be described as faith and works. The fruit that I will produce will be faith and works. And the, the main reason that we know that this tree is unique is because this, this tree, it's an everlasting. It does not wither. That's why it reminds us of Christ. Now, verse 4, he says, The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. And in, in Palestine, what they used to do is, when they have the grains, and it's the, the harvest season, they take all the grains, and they put them on one of the small hills in Palestine. And then they bring either animals to walk over them, or they bring some sort of a, 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 a tool to break down on the grains. And what does this do? It makes all the outer shells separate from the grain itself. So it's, it's on a hill. So now when the wind comes, all these outer shells, what they can happen to them? They're going to fly. They are worthless. We're trying to get rid of them. God's saying that the ungodly lose their value as a human. We were talking about this the other day. We said what makes us human, special and unique, is the fact that we are on the image of God. Nothing else. So when I lose that tree, when I become the image of God, I become worthless. It's moved. It's empty. Everybody kind of look at it and it's not meaningful. Not meaningful. Also, St. Jerome said something interesting. He said, the wind, when it comes, it's almost like this wicked person. He gets affected by all sorts of temptation. The grain stays on the ground, but the wicked person, any temptation moves him or her. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor the sinner in the congregation of the righteous. This verse is, is interesting. It says that the sinners do not deserve to stand in judgment next to the righteous. And I will, take, I will qualify this. Not the sinners, the wicked. We're all sinners. We're talking about the wicked who have completely rejected the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. And there's no confusion. There's a clear path for those who will go to heaven, the clear path for those who are not going to go. And he said, those who are not going to go, they are not worthy even to stand in judgment next to the righteous. Their deeds have already judged them. Their deeds have already judged them. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Look, God knows everything. He knows the way of the righteous, and He knows everything. But the Bible, St. Augustine said what? He said, the Lord knows the way of the just, but does not know the way of the ungodly. This does not mean that there is anything that the Lord does not know, but it, He did say, to the sinners, I never knew you. It's almost like when you live a wicked life away from God, you almost go to non-existence. God is the source of existence. When I go away from Him, I go to non-existence. No life. 
God said, the path of the sinners I do not know. And St. Augustine already connected this with, the, with what our Lord Jesus Christ said, I do not know you. Where did you come from? God knows everybody. But he said, we never had that relationship. We never had that favor. We never had that conversation. I do not know you. So the psalm, Psalm 1 here, is an educational psalm. It's almost like the Holy Spirit, when you pray the psalm, is speaking to you, through you, and reminding you, you need to be a Christ-like. There is no gray area. Today, this psalm we pray it in the morning hour. The first thing I do in the morning hour when I pray this psalm is that today I am making a commitment. I'm going to be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.